more cannonballs come crashing down and as the dust begins to clear. Great, Queen Elizabeth, right, that's enough of me. I'm out of here, I don't like fire. She slices into one of your long legs, taking four damage from you, oh. and says, Ha you like that long boy? Goodness me, I just, now, now listen, listen here, I mean, I'm... Oh. Bartender, where is my orange juice? I have finished my snack, I want my juice. He looks in absolute terror at Bear, and Bear kind of shrugs. No, you and look here, you should be afraid of me. What did you just say about my mother country? I said no, no. I said no! I said no! Uh, you notice the room is very warm. Very, very warm. And you look behind you to see the stairs and whole lower area of the bar completely on fire. Fire, 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 fire! Fire, fire, fire! I'm like scrabbling around. Is there any other way out of the room? You have to roll for that. Uh, oh, that's, that's an eight. Okay, so you see a lot of fire. <laughs> would too. Um, would Tozer like to investigate in this very panic situation? Uh, Tozer is still lying on the ground as he spends most of his time at the moment. Um, covered in his own blood and the viscera of an elf. And uh, he stands up and he's going to walk past Bear into the hallway. Um, the hallway is on fire, correct? Uh, no, the stairs are on fire. You're right. in the he's wa- He walks straight to the stairs, uh, and as he walks, he's going to cast Ray of Frost at the stairs. Okay, roll for me. Okay, um, that is a 15 to hit. Okay. Uh, so he sprays out the spell, and uh, a huge chunk of the, the fire seems to go out in front of him, but the entire lower area is still completely burning. And it's several a cantrip. More... I can cast it as many times as I need to. Uh, as you do that, another cannonball seems to be fired through and takes out the entire bottom three or four metres of the steps. Now there's just a, a, a pit to fall into. Bear. Tozer is standing on what is now the last step, one air in the air. One, sorry... One foot in the air, looking at the hole underneath. He turns around and walks back up the stairs. Bear is going to run over. Circle One Guardian is going to see that he's turned around. I'm going to walk down the stairs, pick him up bodily, turn him round, and like, do do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Put put him, hoist him up onto my shoulders. Uh, do, do, do the thing, do the thing. This is undignified. Do it, do it. I don't like, I don't like fire. Turns he's going to cast it again. In this moment, uh, Nara pops out of the backpack and kind of just points. It's like, there's a window there. And you look out at the window at the end of the hallway and you see a line of rooftops that lead perfectly to the town hall. Tozer's going to look at... Um, so looking down Freak. like this, Tozer is going to look at Sir like Montgomery. In my and goes, Totoro. <laughs> yeah, he's going to look at Sir Montgomery and say, "This is the second most undignified thing to happen to me today." But we are going down these stairs. If it kills me, <laughs> he's going to cast Ray of Frost again. He's going to step down the stairs. <sighs> the, the the section that's missing is just like a. A, a short jump for me. Yeah, he'd be like, step down. Yeah. Uh, while you're doing that, Bear is going to run and jump onto, <laughs> um, jump onto uh, Tozer's back as well. I'm like, come on, man, quick, 
quick march into the streets. <laughs> and, and, and Nara's going to be like, oh, come on, guys, this is going to be so much easier. <laughs> so uh, you pound your way into the burning bar. Um, are you going to have to roll... Uh, <laughs> just roll speed. Could I just me. point out that the one of us who has the least amount of health is now carrying the entire party <laughs> through a burning building okay, just, and I'm yeah. also made out of wood. <laughs> Okay, so four. I got four too. What is it? What are we rolling? Just to Sweet. get through there without burning. So, so just a straight dexterity yeah, to avoid flames. Uh, okay, so that's a that's a seventeen. And uh, considering I'm carrying everybody, well, okay, so, so whatever we take should only be half. Okay, so that's one and zero. Uh, okay, one. We'll give um. So do we do no. we take that away from my speed because I'm carrying it? <laughs> You're, you're a big strong boy you can do it um, but no so with less uh, than half bear, of my total yeah, HP Bear and Toza get licked by a few flames Bear ah, gets licked hot. by a few less because he's on top of Toza as well um, And but to be fair also Bear takes uh, one damage because he hits his head on a high <laughs> rung of the ceiling and also on the door frame as they go through into the street um, you emerge out of the smoking uh, bar you see Derek kind of lying in the, the snow off to one side, just weeping in a, a puddle of his own tears that's melted the snow around it type of thing. As Sir Montgomery puts everyone down outside the burning building, Tozer is going to um, limp over to the barkeep and he's going to throw a couple of coins on him and say, the orange juice was terrible and non-existent. The apple juice was passable. He's going to walk away. <laughs> Sir Montgomery is going to... St- just glare with the most despised possible glare from his absolutely tiny jet black beady eyes on the top of his head. And he's he's just... Who are you glaring at? The bark tent. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, racism. Right. Um, (laughs) Can I do psychic damage with my... Can I... I, He's damaged enough as it is. You nearly (laughs) killed him with that slap. Can I roll for psychic damage? Yes, I'll give you a... Do I need to beat his AC? Just to whether there's going to be some terrible took one damage. So it's like, it stings. But, you know, he needs glasses to really be able to see your eyes properly. Um, Anyway, so... As you My eyes were out, too small for him to be able to tell. As you emerge out into the night, uh, it is starting to grow on in hours. As you, as the crowd was passing you at the beginning, it was just twilight. Now night has fully taken the town. A red glow emits from the town of Bernard. Nearly every building is burning. Screams echo from across the entire... It's a pretty large... It would be counted as, as a city. It's a small city, but it is a city. Um... The icicles are completely melted off every building. The The snow across the street is a, a, a gory slurry of blood and melted ice and the occasional cannonball or shattered side of a wall. There are guards' bodies everywhere, a fair few elf bodies, but way less elf bodies than human bodies. Montgomery stands there with his singed suit and his smoke still sort of drifting away from one of his antennae and his deeply charred and sooted Union Jack bow tie. And he stands up and he looks at the chaos around him and he says, You know, when I came for my skiing holiday, this is not quite what I'd had in mind. I must say I'm a little bit disappointed. I was looking forward to a nice restful... But no, no, look, here we are. Fire, people. 
racist bartenders. <laughs> uh, Bear kind of sticks his hands in his pockets like, and I came for icicles. And she came for icicles too. I feel like we have to have a word to the mayor about all this. You know what? Very disappointed. I think that might not be such a bad idea. Come on. We come on, you lot. We both mince up the street, <laughs> so to speak. Stroll. Mince strutting up the street. Imagine like Bear's a, like, like a man to... wanting to speak to the manager. <laughs> Imagine Bear's like trying to look tall. Mm, mm, big steps. Yeah. Uh, Tozer is just going to... Uh, hoist his crate of a backpack higher and follow them without saying anything. <laughs> okay. He didn't have any choice. He was sent here. <laughs> so uh, Bear leads you through uh, small alleyways, avoiding main streets where you hear more screaming coming from, doors being broken down, and the laughter and chatter of small elves as you uh, lead your way closer and closer to the building, which was quite a straight shot from the bar. But now it's taking you quite a bit longer to uh, to get to because you're going on the ground rather than the lovely roof path uh, that the DM might have presented to you. Um, well, he might have, but he didn't, did he? I think it's he about, didn't mention yeah, it. Not it's, a single mention. It's, yeah. a, it's a bad a thing single to, give, to like point, to, point you to directly towards something. Well, anyway. I did roll, you know. Mm. I did. I attempted. <laughs> saw some fire. <laughs> um, so Bear leads you uh, up paths, uh, down steps, through some buildings to get to the uh, town hall. Now you look out onto the street from your vantage point and see a bunch of guards who have slayed what looks like a raiding party of elves, beheaded some, stabbed some heads on spikes as a mark of strength of the strength that remains of Bernard. They see you and wave you over, saying, are you you survivors? Get in, quick, quick. And uh, they pull open the door. And above, to give you a description of the town hall, the town hall is a large stone building. It is made to withstand raids, similar to the walls, but clearly they have not been able to get their, their war machines into the city yet. Otherwise... This town hall would not be standing for much longer, but it is tall, it is large, it is strong. Above, you can see so many archers staring out, surveying the night. And at the very top of the tower, if you crane your eyes, you can see uh, three men, heavily armoured, standing at the top with large mounted crossbows, which fire long, thick iron rods. Uh, They're out staring at the airship, waiting for it to come close enough for them to take a few shots at it. The air shot, the uh, the airship that you can see is still hovering over Bernard, sending down more and more lines with more elves descending from it uh, and raining down hellfire. It's aimed a few shots at the town hall, which you can tell by burn marks in the wall, but nothing has even cracked it yet. Uh, they open the gate, and above the gate you can see a large pot boiling away with a fire underneath it, and you can tell from the boiling sound that it is some very hot oil which is the last line of defence if the, the front guards fail. Uh, as they're walking in, Tozer is going to smell the smell of boiling oil and go, ah, school dinners. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so as you make your way into the town hall, you come into what would be typically a plaza or an auditorium, an area that you would present talks or town meetings or anything like that. It is now just strewn with people, some with bandages around their heads, others with missing fingers, bludgeonings, bruisings, anything like that. Some are being helped, others are just sitting kind of blankly and looking out and around them. There's only a few hundred people in the town hall, 500 at the most, um, 
in this room alone, there's probably about 200, but you can hear a bit of chatter from other rooms and some people coming in from a room to the right uh, with pots and holding uh, steaming mugs and stuff like that. So the area is still holding strong to some degree, but the mood is very, very dire. Uh, you can you see a few empty bed places. So if you would like, you can take a rest. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Absolutely. I Bear, just, yep. Bear walks over down. and doesn't actually start to sit down. He just stops walking and just falls onto the bed. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Tozer is going to take off his shoes, fold his socks, fold his school blazer, <laughs> and get into the bed. You know, I, 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 I have to admit, I do rather respect a man who takes care of his clothes. And so Montgomery is going to sit down on a bed and take out a small needle and thread and start slowly repairing his tuxedo. Um, from where he is sitting in his bed, Tozer will extend a hand to you for a handshake and say, You may look like some sort of freaky insect, man, but you're all right in my books. You, you may appear as a small, snaveling weevil, but you have morals, and I respect that, and I <laughs> stick out my hand. Um, as they do so, uh, Tozer is going to cast uh, Cure Wounds. So this means that you take... Let me see. Uh, you take 12 points of healing. Oh, goodness. Well, that's a bit better, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you. That's, a yeah. lady carrying a large pot walks past, like... Oh, that's about cute, isn't it? Just a boy in a stick and say, Oh, 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 you need to hand your soap bed. Oh, it's all set. Oh. I say, woman, mind your betters. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us alone. She, uh, she kind of looks at you a bit confused, like, hmm. She spits on you, then walks away. Excuse me! And no, I no, stand no. up. Oh, Montgomery on, oh. on him. Oh, that's all right. It's okay. It's okay. I'm quite used to it here. I, there are, as I've said many times, no manners in this godforsaken town. Quite right. Quite right. Uh, excuse me, uh, woman. She's gone. But there is an old man sitting behind you, kind of nursing a glass of... Um, of whiskey with a very melted ice cube in the centre. There's a little bit left in there. He's kind of just spinning a bit. It's like, mm. Excuse me, sir. Oh, yes, sir. I, I, I don't... Oh, a man of culture. Oh, of course. Oh. Would you like a drink? Oh, absolutely. What what, what have you? He uh, he goes to his uh, very large briefcase and opens it, and it has more selections than the bar did. Goodness me. Well, take your pick. No. Oh, you wouldn't have Tozer any... Tozer is just going to lean into the conversation and go, uh, one orange juice, please. One orange juice. No pulp, I presume. Of course. And uh, he kind of clicks his fingers and a, a uh, one of the waitresses presents you with a the most mm, glorious. Let me rate. Hold on. I've, Finally. I feel like a I've, refined gentleman. Okay. She uh, she rolled 19. It is the second best orange juice you have ever tasted. Uh, <laughs> just like Nanny used to make. <laughs> so you take a long rest. And so in that time, you basically, you're back up to tip top shape. You slept uh, for several hours and have woken. It is still... Uh, it's not morning yet, but it is the the night is starting to to lighten a little bit. So, uh, you you get up and you remember your desire to speak to the the mayor. So the two of you and of course Tozer, if you uh, do, I follow. heal anything on a short rest. 
heal everything on one Yeah, we took a long rest, so you heal. Everything's back up. Oh, You're back up to normal. Including spell slots. Yeah, everything's filled. Brilliant. Um, so you will be led up to the uh, mayor's room and you will be uh, let in as you are clearly not uh, townsfolk. You get given a bit of a higher priority, especially as Tozer is from one of the most established schools and they kind of just presume the other two know what they're doing. So they let them into the uh, mayor's office. Tozer would like to spearhead this. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. By all means, go ahead, my boy. So you walk into the office, which has a hardwood paneling, uh, walls, and a, a deep, oaky, dark wood um, flooring. And so, Montgomery book- has a question: uh, oh, how, how high are the ceilings in this building? The the ceilings of everything else is was rather low, except for in the hall. The hall where you slept was they were very high. Oh, lovely! Like four of you could stand on each other's head and be still high. In here, it is about a foot higher than you, oh, so you dear. still have some nice clearance. A little bit of breathing room. Thank you. Um, so you walk in and the, the walls are panelled with bookshelves. There's a, a, a drinks area to the side. It's all in a bit of a disarray at the moment. And there's a large window at the back, which uh, a desk is in front of. And out the window, you can see the, the destruction that is befalling the town as it seems like the hole in the, the wall has grown larger since uh, before. And the airship is still raining down hellfire. Uh, so the mayor is sitting uh, at her desk with papers all over the place. She's speaking to a guard before sending him out, speaking to another advisor before sending him out as well and calling for a third person as well. Names are are purposeless. Who needs names? Doesn't increase the story. Uh, She looks at you and says, What? Who are you? Who? She's pointing at you. Yep. yep. Out, out, out. Um, out. Tozer is going to step forward. Uh, and he has, in the course of their walk, he has snagged a clipboard from one of the assistant's uh, desks without them noticing. I don't want whatever you're selling. I'm in a bit of a like problem now. Get out. Don't want your biscuits. Get out. <laughs> Madam Mayor, uh, I think if you... The name's Amelia Toothgap. Madam Mayor... Amelia if... Toothgap. Madam Toothgap! Mayor! <laughs> he's going to... He's gonna... Crack the um the clipboard on the on the corner of her desk. <laughs> she punches the desk. <laughs> it's much louder than yours. <laughs> if you recall, no, I made an appointment with your office three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am you? writing. Who are you? I am writing. Who are you? A report for school. On you. So I'm like, here looks- for my interview. <laughs> she looks at Montgomery. Take take him away. Like he's a child. Why is there a child in my office? We're getting sieged, all right? <clears throat> Did I mention that I am from the Lord Griffin School for Boys and Girls, but we don't really count them? She laughs a bit at the beginning, then stops when you say that last part. I was like, it's a joke. Joking Look, only. you're old, you Joking only hides the actual misogyny beneath it. Yes, yes, so I'm told. And she glares anyway, at you. Anyway, first question. She tunes you out. What? <laughs> she looks at, at uh, Bear and kind of just regards Bear as well and looks at Sir Montgomery with his now. Uh, roll for how much his suit has been patched. A d20. 20 charisma. means perfectly. Is nah. that charisma? Yeah, roll Is that charisma. persuasion? Because how good he's looking. Plus yeah. persuasion? Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> that... That is a that is a nineteen. He's Wait. looking damn good. Little singed. Sorry, the- no. Plus persuade. That's a that's a twenty one. He's looking damn good. The smoke and burns from before has given him a 
illustrious, smoky a weathered aroma. Look. A weathered, rustic look. He, if he could grow a beard, he'd have a beard. Uh, he is looking very fine. And she looks at him and like, okay, what do you want? My One of my colleague here is trying to She's still say. ignoring him. He's still talking. As I'm afraid... She's got, as the mayor, she's very good at shooting people out. We couldn't help but notice you have a bit of an elf problem. Yes. And you see, we were, we were rather disappointed by the accommodations given the airship situation. Oh, are you? You're disappointed, yes. Well, I, I must say I was, and I feel I feel as though you, you need well, to about, do something about, about, this? about this. I'm a little disappointed as well. All right, I have a spotless career as this, all right? I, I, no. um, actually, I have about 17 counts of fraud and embezzlement I was going to uh, ask you to comment on. She tunes him out. It's like, I have done everything right for this town, all right? I've been elected three times in a row, and I would have oh, had the fourth. Three times? I would have, My. I would have had the fourth, all right? And I do one mistake. I don't put out the offering one year. We haven't seen this guy for 60 years. It's like, and it's like, I thought it was a good idea, okay? We keep the 1,000 gold, all right? And we build a discotheque, all right? That would be cool, okay? We build that in the town hall. We build, not exactly in the town Next to the town hall, people would have loved it, okay? It would be a major tourist attraction. Ever since this happened, or right, ever since we were cursed, all right? We've lost farming. We've lost agriculture. All we have is mining. All we have is coal here. Like, and icicles? No one wants icicles unless it's, like, winter in the rest of the area okay and that only comes very very rarely okay so we've lost everything all right discotect it sounded cool okay it sounded like a good idea she um storms over to her bookcase and pulls out a book and like gestures like no one ever said okay that the old mythologies all right were true all right it's it's got like a story in here about deer man all right i know i'm looking at a like a freaking woodman or whatever it is here but you know, there's only a a, a, a mount my brain can take with all this type of stuff. And she like flips through. I was like, listen to this rubbish, okay? Ahem. It says here that the one known as Santa was once a mortal man like any. Okay, yeah, Santa. Santa hasn't been seen in 60 years, all right? Mortal man, 60 years, he's dead, all right? <clears throat> well, naturally, I mean... But as he grew older, he was given a chance by an ancient witch to become something much greater. She turned him into a being with everlasting life. As long as people believed in him, the belief of children, of adults, the belief of the world makes him able to live as long as he has. But with this power, he became cruel. He enslaved the entire elf race. Not true. The elves of the southern people are very free. Just as annoying, but very free. Uh, making them his workers. They've served him for so long, for so many hundreds of years, they've forgotten or chosen to forget what freedom even is. He is tormented these lands for hundreds of years. And she kind of claps the book together. Okay, long and short of it, super, like, what's the term? Ostitious? Uh, superstitious, that's the one. Ancestors were super... Worcestershire sauce. My favourite condiment. They believed for, like, hundreds of years, okay, this Santa guy was this big, cruel, bad guy, okay, and that they had to basically give an offering to try and win back his favor because they originally didn't do it. And so he cursed this land with everlasting winter. Yeah, okay, I know it's cold here. I know it snows all year round. Okay, doesn't mean anything. We live in the, we live kind of in the north. We're in the middle, but we're, kind, we're close to the north. Okay, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, so rubbish, all right. Well. 
Okay, so as the decades go on, we get more clever, okay? We, we start to understand things more, and we're like, okay, that sand stuff, rubbish, okay? Okay, so I just decide, hey, let's not put out, let's not waste a thousand gold by taking it to some random church and performing the whole, ah, yeah, ritual thing, you know, doing the dance around the money, then leaving it type of thing for old Santa. Okay, I just like once, okay, once, and then all this happens, okay? And now he's like comes to my door, this fat guy wearing riding a deer or a stag as they call it, a stag. And says, Okay, give me the money. I'm gonna kill like most of your people. I'm like, how's that gonna look? How's that gonna look good for me? Well <clears throat> back in England where I come from. She tunes you out as well. She walks I towards the, uh, the window this and like is rather looks out. known as quite the dilemma now if you listened if you and i've like tur- turned where to do like the pacing thing so i haven't noticed that she's tuning me out with like my hands behind my back and I'm like, i would say you have two two options first of all you can burn the discotheque the discotheque isn't built we were going to spend the thousand odd the thousand is oh. still in our safes right so Op- there isn't even a good side to this we Option don't even have two? we kill santa Yes. Uh, if you were to give us the 1,000 gold, we would uh, kill Santa for you. Uh, yes. And well, then you would uh, sit down for this interview with my book report that's due Friday. It seems to me, uh, Tozer, if, 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 if I'm interpreting events correctly... Of course. The, the information and prosecution that you're acquiring from this town, uh, they are... At the moment, unable to render you the services necessary because of the the, the whole elf situation. She tunes you both out. So perhaps if we were to solve that problem, they might be more open to being available to you for your various business enterprises. And I would say that 1,000 gold would be a rather, well, a rather reasonable fee for, for people such as us to lend such a service. To, in fact, represent you in court as we uh, sue this fat man for everything he's worth. She kind of rubs her temples and sits down at the table and is like... <coughs> she kind of she rubs her temples and she thinks, well, if the old rituals are true, if the old books are true, and apparently they are, there is the point that this Santa exists and lives off people believing in him. So the fact that for the past 60 years we've slowly lessened that and now this year stopped believing in him, I would think that would weaken him. I would say that would hurt him. Because he, like, it says it. He lives off being understood, being believed in. So the reason, why would he do something this drastic if it wasn't, he was desperate for us to believe in him. So. That makes sense, yes. <sighs> this could be our only shot. And my way of redemption. We Unlikely, can, but go uh, on. We can put the discotheque off for a year. And pay us. We can discuss that. Before she can finish, there is an explosion. As the glass wall behind you and the wall around it explode in, tearing bookshelves from walls, the desk is crushed by the walls as there is a massive hole created from an explosion of something else fired from this ship that wasn't a cannonball. The entire wall caves in. Now, uh, roll dexterity for me to avoid pieces of rock. 17. 
Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Uh, okay. Uh, all three of you manage to avoid pieces of rock. Uh, Mr. Montgomery grabs Tozer and pulls him to the side to avoid a large piece of glass which stabs into the hardwood floor. Careful there, my boy! Before They're getting you, a bit feisty! Before you, <laughs> before you have a moment to regain your posture and to see what happened to the mayor, two ropes come down as two massive, brute elves swing into the room and crash onto the ground they are taller than an average man they are massive thick armed they have dark brown pants uh, weather worn shirts that are uh, ripped in some places they are massive and they have these large jaws one of them has a bit of a beard the other is uh, not clean shaven it looks more ripped shaven so more he has pulled the hair out <laughs> instead of shaved it. That's a um, bit of an aggressive waxing job, they, wouldn't you say? They uh, grab the ropes that are tied around their stomachs and tear them off. And the other pulls open a piece of parchment and reads, Ahem, okay. Um, so from our uh, Lord, Saviour, Master, uh, Santa Claus, uh, we have been sent to collect the uh, required 1,000 gold and to speak to the uh, administration here for a quick moment. Uh, okay, uh, and uh, Brut- take- Brut- Bruticus, um, stop stop doing that. Bruticus is licking on a little rock uh, <laughs> that he's picked up from the floor. It's a, we, are, we are representatives, Bruticus, okay. Shush. I take a step forward. Uh, what did you say your name was, fellow? Hello, my name is my name is Sebastian. Sebastian, yes. Yes, and this, is, this, is Brut- this is Bruticus. May I speak on behalf of the people of this town in in response to your declaration? Uh, can you show me some uh, authentic registration as to a uh, member of the uh, administration of this area? Is is the um, I'm assuming the mayor is like squished. I was just I was just going to like gesture to her body. Uh, there's Be a like, pile of rubble, but you, there's no body you can see. Oh. Um, There's a long pause. You right. are not administration. I'm here, g- no, I'm going to. I'm going to. Tozer is suddenly convinced. Well, deception. That when this is all over, the mayor's body and the one thousand gold will be gone. <laughs> She'll have skipped town with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. He's going to make a note on his clipboard. <laughs> Uh, listen here, boy. I, 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 my name is Sir Montgomery. I come from the great British Empire, and I am ruling sovereign over this land currently. And I, 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 I would like to make a bargain with you, or at least attempt to, to negotiate something. I'm going to roll deception. Okay. Tozer is going to stand oh, by. Oh, come right. on! Uh, do you get lower than an 18? Eight. Okay, so Sebastian's going to look at Bruticus, who's kind of looking... Bruticus is looking after space, and Sebastian's going to look at him and say, I think, he, I think he's telling fibbies. Bruti, come on. Okay, they're going to pull out there. <laughs> they're going to... Um, so, mm-hmm. let me go into this. So, uh, he's going to pull out... Uh, Sebastian's going to pull out a great club. Ooh. And his little friend, uh, Bruticus, is going to pull out a javelin. And they're going to say, We came peacefully. Uh, he looks at the wall behind him peacefully. And we have been met with opposition. Lies. Fibs. The master should not be pleased about this. The people of Bernard are as despicable as he said. The judgment must be rained down, and we shall do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, now, now listen roll here. for initiative. Oh, goodness me. 18. 14. 
I am going to, as I'm mid-speech about now, listen here, I am the ruling sovereign of this land, I'm going to pull out my... What am I going to do? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take my quarterstaff... Uh, no, I'm going to pull pull my yes pull my rapier out of my quarterstaff, and I'm going to lunge mid sentence towards Bruticus. Okay, Bruticus, not Sebastian. Bruticus, okay. A Bruticus, yes. Yes. What are you going to do? I'm going to thwack him, a good one. Okay, roll for me. Right, lovely. That's a seventeen. Seventeen. It hits. Oh. So now, one moment. Uh, let me. Okay. So. That is a one, I believe, 1d6 mm-hmm. plus 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, plus I'm going to cast Divine Smite. When you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can expand expend one spell slot to deal 2d8 extra radiant damage to the target. Plus one, blah, 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 blah. So, plus two... Where's my D? Plus two D8. Plus two, plus one. So that was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's eleven damage. With your quarterstaff, you crack it down on his uh, right shoulder and you feel the bones splinter. And you see two at two points on either side of where the shoulder would be, bits of bone jut out of the shoulder, out of the skin, as it crunches down. Um, and I'm going to attack, that's uh, so a 13 to attack with the rapier. 13, so that hits? Yes! Thank goodness. And that does 8 damage. Jeez! <laughs> that's 1d8 for the rapier. Okay, so now that he's crunched with the shoulder, you bring the blade up and slash it down, and there's a flash of light. Everyone is blinded for just a third of a second, and his hand slides off yes. of his wrist, and he just stares at it as blood spurts out of his completely shattered shoulder and from his completely gone hand and just completely horrified and in that moment Sebastian will rush forwards with his great club and swing it uh, Montgomery that will show you the reigning power of the British Empire and so he rolled an 11 plus 3 so that hits oh drat so he's going to roll 2d8 oh no that's 8 plus 7 <laughs> what so he brings the club up and smashes it down. You hold out your hand to stop it, and it hits the hand and crunches it into the elbow, which then crunches into the shoulder and sends you crashing to the ground. And he shrieks at you before bringing the club up again as his friend behind him, Bruticus, kind of slumps to the floor, just still holding his arm, looking at his hand. Oh, my. This is now Toza's go. <laughs> I have softened him up for you! As I'm like limping away with my arm. <laughs> Toza is still standing quite close um, and still holding the clipboard. He's going to um, essentially wave the clipboard uh, to get Sebastian's attention. Um, and when Sebastian looks Are at Are you him, administration? Yes, yes, I am. And I have a few things to say here. And I'm going to cast um, Inflict Wounds. Ooh. Ooh. So you get, does it mean you have to say something awful to inflict? Okay. Um, <laughs> so basically I'm going to make a roll mm-hmm. and it's got to beat his his um, armor class. 
Uh, it's 26 to hit. Uh, a that, natural 20, by the way, plus hits. 6. So I'm just going to make piercing eye contact with him. It's going to remind him of every authority figure he has ever feared. And I'm going to look down. I'm going to make this piercing eye contact with him. And I'm going to say, I find your lack of courtesy pathetic. You should be ashamed of yourself. He's going to cower and, and shriek a little bit. And he's going to take... Oh, no. He's about to take, like, 20 damage. Uh, he's going to take 3d10 damage. Jeez! What? You're going to have to roll that for me. Uh, four. Man, I, I wish I had some good attacks. Seven. Uh, and ten. He's going to take 17 damage. <laughs> um, okay, so he... It's strange. It's almost like it, Patrick in that episode of SpongeBob where he seems to be getting punched from side to side with these invisible hits and then he just seems to get cracked down. His confidence eviscerated as he is shrunken from this person, this elf who had made it to such a high rank. He was an administrator to Santa himself. He had made his family, his people proud and it just goes from him as he stares into the eyes of this child. He just gets so small. And it is now Bear's turn. That's what I thought. <laughs> it is now Bear's turn. And Bear's going to look at all of this and be like, all right, hot dice, hot dice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, while that's going on, Brutus is, Bruticus is going to stand up and going to be pulling out his javelin and walking towards uh, Sir Montgomery, kind of still bleeding, but like, oh, I'm going to get this guy type of thing. And uh, a bear is going to run towards him and he is going to cast Shockwave. Ooh. And so he's going to jump up and slam his fist down onto the ground and As cast only a true survival wave. expert would. Okay, so everyone within 15 feet, which would be yeah, um, Montgomery. Oh, everyone? Probably. I was standing quite close. Okay, so everyone is going to have to roll a constitution saving throw. Okay, so uh, Montgomery uh, avoids it, but everyone else will have to take a 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away, so to the wall. Okay, so uh, with that, the shockwave blasts out and hits uh, Bruticus extremely hard and shoots through him and fries him completely as if he had fallen in that vat of oil from before. He is just fried from the inside out, giving out the most guttural shriek as the blood from his hand stops completely as the blood inside of him is eviscerated and he falls backwards how much damage did uh toza take uh toza took six damage Ooh. how that's more how damage than he's taken no it's also more damage than i think he's taken this whole time yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> from he there uh, he's he's just whimpering quietly under some rubble in the corner <laughs> okay. okay and um my boy <laughs> uh yeah okay so samuel takes three damage he's uh he's kind of cowering behind a bunch of rubble still so the electric wave barely hits him but he still gets pushed back okay so it is now Oh, uh, Bruticus is dead. So it is back to Sir Montgomery. Montgomery. So what's what's the other what's the other elf doing? 
The other elf is cowering in shame and disappointment and sadness. Uh, I'm going to walk over to Sebastian. <laughs> I'm going to glare at him and I'm going I know, to say, I know. Listen here, you, you elf. <laughs> I am an elf. I will let you live. Please don't. If, I want to die. If you go to your boss right now and you tell him to leave this village, to lift the curse and to never return. Can you do that for me, your old friend, Sir Montgomery, who would never do anything to harm you? He kind of he looks up at you and says, Do I need to rule something for that? No, it's good. He looks up at you and says, I can't do anything, man. He's, he's here in the next hour. They've breached the wall. They're here. They are. He is here in an hour. Very well. Tozo is going to push himself out from the rubble and get. Ah! (laughs) 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 And he is going to storm over to the elf, not having heard any of this conversation. Uh, and he's going to cast uh, Firebolt. <laughs> Point yes. blank. Yes, death, finally. Um, I don't like fire. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, 19 to hit. Uh, 19 to hit and it's a D10. And he takes nine. Is he dead yet? He has one <laughs> HP. So you hit him with this, this explosion of fire and he crashes back nearly at the window uh, let me just say, the pot of oil is just beneath it. Um, and he <laughs> just cranes and this, this, uh, just crawls into himself as much as he can, just wishing for death. <laughs> so he still has one left, right? One I'm definitely left. leaving him there. Tosa is just looking at the, the his ruined clothes. He's bleeding like from the nose all over everything. And he just says, I hate this. I hate this whole place. I hate this town. I hate this school. And I hate you. And he kicks him. He trembles out of the window and falls into the pot of oil. And I don't need to describe it. You can just, this lovely mm, smell just wafts through the room as he doesn't even shriek. He's just so happy to have it. And he just, you hear the bubbling of skin and the and so it all goes. And he bops to the top, very deep fried. <laughs> Toza looks down at all this and goes, Well, at least one of us is happy. And he turns to walk out of the room. <laughs> uh, as you uh, walk out of the room, you hear spluttering as the mayor uh, pushes a rock off like the side of her head as like starts to try and pull herself out of the uh, rubble. And you can tell from the way her body is that most of the bones below her ribs are Oh, shattered. now you show up. Oh, thank you for thank you so much for your assistance. Don't mind us saving your life. Goodness me. And she looks like, yeah, you saved my life. And she looks down at her mangled legs. One leg is pointing like up at her. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. You now, see, now unlike this uh, uh, boy uh, over uh, here, uh, I uh, actually uh, heard moment, the, don't moment, you one moment, moment me. This is my office. And she just bashes her hand down and says, I actually heard what that man said. I'm like, the boy over there, he's here in an hour. All right. Yes. Do you understand? Absolutely. We have of course. 50 no, guards uh-huh. left. Yes. We have Lovely. barely anyone left. All right. Well, as a token of your goodwill for, for my actions for saving your life, 
I was wondering, have you have you any have you any additional weapons or that you could gift me as a token of goodwill for my heroic actions? Any anything you have lying around that might do a little bit more damage than the weapons that I have? Oh yeah, I mean just, just, o- just open up the, uh, the 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 secret cabinet behind my. <laughs> and she looks over and she's and you see that the half destroyed uh, bookcase reveals that there is a secret cabinet behind the bookcase. I do. I wasn't supposed to know about my secret <laughs> hidden bookcase area. Uh, you, you don't need to go back there. Um, Thank you. Wonderful. And I turn around and start stride stride to the bookcase. And can I search it? You may search it. Roll for me. Uh, Investigation? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Uh, Oh, that's not too bad. It's a 16. Okay. With a 16, you can pull open... uh, it seems like the uh, bookcase is on yeah. uh, is on wheels, Ooh, and so you have to push it to the side, and it kind of just falls over because most of the wheels are gone. Uh, <laughs> and there is a a large wooden door that has a, a very ornate lock on it, type of thing. Uh, the damage has made a massive crack in it, so you could search the room for a key, or you could just try and kick the door open. I'll just open it, I think, with my large muscular fingers. Okay. Kick on the door. Uh, do I need to do a strength or just do strength? Do strength, yeah, lovely. Lovely. Oh, my goodness. That's a three. You stub your toe, and you kind of wince walking back. Oh, and, ah. oh my. And she's like, ha, it's impenetrable. Oh. <laughs> uh, Toza walks over and uh, just gives it, like, a short, super basic first day of karate lessons, like, <laughs> kick. Uh, and that's going to be um, a 15. Well, it's, okay. the, it's the fire. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's put me off my game. The, <laughs> the door kind of splinters. It, kind of, it almost just disappears into dust, really. <laughs> The lock falls on the ground. It's all that's left. Here we uh, are. And it's a, oh, uh, a, a rather spacious yes. type of room. It's about the same size as the hallway you were fighting in before, but about half as long. And so in there, there are there are documents. There are a few things. There is a, a knife that opens up envelopes, that type of thing. It's, <laughs> it's literally blunt as anything. Uh, but there is a chest in there. Oh, would you like to open the I chest? I would like to open the chest very much. Toza would like to take all of the papers and put them in his backpack. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, so no business... <laughs> Keep those in good. Knowledge is power. Keep those I don't in good. Keep having more power. <laughs> oh, but I do. I'm helping him with the documents. I'm like, oh, make sure you take good care of this, old boy. This might come in handy in the upcoming oh, lawsuit. What? Mm, yes, an audit might be an audit. I say this one looks incriminating. <laughs> oh, uh, this one too. Oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, he so- looks back at the mayor. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great oh that's fabulous so good. um okay so and they thought santa was going to be a problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you open up the the safe i'm guessing and within it there is a another case and on that case is written oh reliable oh my oh, reliable um, is it just, is it spelled in the old English like O O L E? It's just O L <laughs> apostrophe. <laughs> the apostrophe is worn off. So what you find there, you pull it open and open it up, and you find it's called a blackthorn. Oh, and so it is a. It's typically 
it's it's an Irish weapon. Um, so it is a long. I don't know about it is that. a long uh, pole stick that uh, goes to a pointed end at the bottom, which is uh, a metal half gold. It's got gold shine, but it is metal as long and very stabbable pointed end. And so that it's almost like a walking cane. Apart from that, and then at the end it has a rounded edge, a rounded top. Oh my! And so that has a. Uh, some type of ruby in it that is that curls around so it's like a hand grip type of thing and so i would say it is about yay long so what's that that's a meter and a bit long so that sounds like a shillelagh that's the another term for it shillelagh or the uh, the blackthorn and so it is ordained with uh twists of gold and uh dotted with rubies but if you look closely, if you want to roll inspection for me at the ruby, the 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 absolutely uh, the jewel investigation. Mm-hmm. Three. Can, uh, That's a nice 15. ruby. So uh, with his keener eyes, uh, Toza can and he can explain this to um, Montgomery if he wishes. Uh, but in fact, maybe plug your ears, BJ. Uh, I, I'll go out of the room because okay. I'll definitely hear you. You'll probably hear us out there as well. <laughs> Plug your ears out there. So what you can see inside of it is this ever-changing, ever-moving shape. There is something living inside of this this jewel. You're not 100% sure what it is or what affiliation it has, but there is an ornate power mm. in this. And holding it, it feels really heavy almost like it was made of metal itself even though it is mostly wood other than the the ornate design of it bj you may come in you may come in i disagree so uh yes toza can explain whatever he would like to you um what 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 do you find with that old boy what was rather nice room isn't it my word it's a hitty stick Mm. and uh that gem looks I would say, mm, dangerous. Don't break it. Oh, don't break it. Well, it might be valuable. Certainly, don't want to scratch the old. old what? So, um, <laughs> and don't let the weirdo have it. He's shaking his head, not very subtly. It's a bear. Bear waves. <laughs> uh, it's called all reliable, and so its damage is one extra than your quarter staff but it has one ability that your core staff doesn't. So it will require you to carry your uh, rapier on its own without the core staff if you want yeah. to use this. But it has one ability, which is if you hold it during an attack, mm-hmm. it can be your extra action. Yeah. But uh, if you wait a turn, mm-hmm. by the next turn, it will do double the damage for one hit. Okay. It will not do any pluses to your roll or anything like that, but it will yeah. naturally do extra damage as it's the ruby and if you have, you have to be holding the end not the ruby end the the um, jewel end the yeah. jewel will power up in that moment okay right all reliable all reliable um because i'm a paladin would that be misaligned with my but basically is it something that i would want to use or is it like an evil magic that i wouldn't want to well do? you didn't roll high enough to tell I'll keep it with me then. <laughs> lovely you feel unsure about also, it also you can be a paladin of a pretty freaky yeah, okay. yeah, evil you god. Are, so. Because you didn't roll well enough, you don't and know I, I, whether to trust it or not, but there is the fact of you're going into a tough fight. Yeah. I would also say if your your deity is the soul of the British Empire, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's probably okay to use some pretty nasty stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, I think you'd probably be okay with that. Uh, as this is all going on, you hear a loud bang and a shot being fired from above you. And you hear the crunching, creaking sound of, of hard wood. And you see the airship crane out of the sky and crash into what was the main street and into the remains of the bar that you saw before, splintering and exploding and crashing and just turning into rubble before you. And you hear cheering from the guards and from above you, meaning one of the mounted crossbowmen landed their shot. So the airship is now down. And the the mayor looks out to, to see it. He's like, okay, that's some good news. All right. Okay, you two, you three. All right. We will give you, we will give you the thousand, but we will need your help here. If he's going to be here soon, um, a guard rushes in and she beckons him over and uh, she talks to him for a second and then um, sends him out to, to go get some help from her, but also to, to rally the troops. It's like, okay, we have an hour. You can rest up. You can use whatever things you need here for healing or whatever like that, but... He's coming in an hour. Well, I, I I won't speak for my party members, but I I've come this far, and what what's what's one more fight for the glory of the British Empire? What? Bear kind of throws his hands in the in the air. He's like, finally, a fellowship, a party. Yes, this is what I've always wanted. Uh, none of us will make it to morning, but yes. And yes. I pat him on the back <laughs> ceremoniously. <laughs> and a good show. I like to pull Montgomery. Uh, Aside to have a private word. Bear follows. What's up, guys? Good huddle? All right, what are we talking about? I'm down um, for counting the money, but, you know, I prefer to survive. So, you know, the more prep we do, the more we can survive. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Um, uh, would you... I would Pat you on the shoulder. Yes. Party, party yes. vibes and all that. And party everything. vibes, yes. It's but, great uh, to be in a party. Great to be in a group. Would, family. <laughs> You're making I've this missed, very difficult. <laughs> I've missed having a family. It's been so long. Uh... Yes, of course, and we are thrilled to have you. to have people like family. my kin. But could yeah. you, would you, as Maybe. a respectful family member, would you mind giving the the lad and I a moment to to speak? Sure, I'm just gonna Thank look. You. He stays. I'm gonna look at Bear in the eye and go. He I'm, he's looking above you. I'm gonna. Bear, I'm please, going to, okay, just for I'm a moment. Try to intimidate him. Okay, <laughs> try. Uh, so that would be charisma. Um, oh, come on, you two. This is no way to run a family. Um, I should know. Is that against my charisma or what? Um, I think it would be... Let's just say it's against your armor class. Okay. Um, all right. That's a 19. <laughs> He's like, hmm. <coughs> I feel a, a strange aura from this child. And now it kind of pops ahead. I was just, just give him a minute. He's like, I don't like being told, but fine. He kind of walks <laughs> over to the, to the mayor. He's like... Do I get a cool item? He's like, who are you? <laughs> I haven't even spoken to you. My legs. He's like, yeah, I can see that, miss. But we're like, come on, item. Yeah. The guard rushes back and is like, all right, uh, 45 minutes till he's here. Uh, are we doing anything? <laughs> I'd like to say uh, to my companion, look, we could just take the money and leave. The guard is next to you. <laughs> he did but out! Just, what? You're uh, gonna leave? Can I can I keep going with that same intimidation roll? <laughs> roll again. 
Uh, it's a 12. Your voice breaks in the way through. <laughs> oh, come on. I said, get out! <laughs> She's like, oh, calm down there, little boy. Uh, yeah, so um, there's a lot of talking about leaving uh, with the we, money. We said no such thing. Now, Bear kind of spins around. Can like, everybody just what? calm down without I'm... me? <laughs> and I stand to my full 8, 11 height and I say, I'm squatting. <laughs> Sir Montgomery has no intentions of leaving a fair fight. I'm going to go catch the money and leave. Now, something you can do is you can, and this is a choice you can make, you can send the guards off on their own attack. So the 100 people Mm -hmm. off on their own attack. This will draw away all of the elves. So you will be going one-on-one with the final boss, but you will have no support from the guards. Where are the crossbowmen? They're at the top. Can we stay with... Can we keep the four crossbowmen? And Sorry. <clears throat> sorry. No, you're uh, need to talk to the boss. Possible, possible tactic. Yeah, can we keep the four crossbowmen with us and then send everybody else off? Their range is quite short. Okay. And after seeing their battleship destroyed by one of them, it is unlikely they would move within range and would instead just snipe at them with yeah, lucky okay. shots till they hit one of them or, one, or a few of them and then move in. So... You could do that, but it would end up then still raiding. And okay. yeah, so you can send off the guards or you can do a one-on-one. The one-on-one would be easier for me, but you can do whatever you want. What do you think? I feel like a one-on-one fight might be a little simpler for us. You know? What do we need their help for? I mean, they're a bunch of lower class racists anyway. Let the, let the lower class people fight amongst themselves, <laughs> the elves and the lowers. Um, I say that we send the fighters out to do their job after I do one thing too. So will we get any of them back if they make the best of it? I will for you to see how the fight goes okay. but they will only be able to join in the second phase of your boss battle okay. if any of them survive. So they could support you? Um, Yeah, that's worth if, But there is what I'm thing, gonna... You can, as I feel like always moving, you could bless some of them which would turn the right. odds in their favour to get a few of them back. Okay. Um, I reckon that's worth what I have. Oh. You will take a short break before you do any of this type of stuff. So mm-hmm. you've healed up a little bit. You so you, I mean, that's, a, that's a D eight. D eight. Just roll. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but who cares about that's D8. a little bit helpful for those of us who are yet again below half health. Okay, so you discuss this with the mayor, all three of you. Bear kind of just shrugs off. Like I'm nah, just, I, could, I could take them all on my own. I'm standing at the back of the group, putting as many of you between me and whatever is coming through that door as possible. Okay, so I feel like Nora the whole time is like, we need some help, we need other backup, and we're just like shoving her back in the back. Like, it's fine. Nora. <laughs> Nora. Oh, yeah. Um, Nora. Okay. So a plan is devised amongst the uh, other soldiers. So they break up a small bit. So 10... Uh, of the less trained soldiers uh, head off with the the remainders of the crowd into the sewers, into the dungeons to protect them down there under the city. So the remaining, the the 100 uh, head off, they leave. So they are going to meet the, um, the elf forces head on, basically. So to try and limit damage to the town hall and to the inner city, they are going to head off to continue the fight in the more damaged parts of the city. You stay there for one hour, two hours, three hours. Oh, my. And nothing happens. And Bear comes running down from uh, the toppest part of the uh, 
town hall where he's been standing with some of the crossbowmen and comes down and says, all right, so they're fighting off on the east side of the town, of the place. Okay, so he sent, the elves were sent on like a skirmish to go around and attack us from behind. Big Papa's still at the west side. He isn't leaving there. We might have to go out and meet him there. If you read Ptolemy's Almanac, you will find you should never <laughs> you should never meet an enemy on their own turf. Yes, Force I them into your favoured ground. I agree. I think if we can persuade him to come up here, persuade him to send him a letter. <laughs> no, you does anyone how far away? have is illusionary within, magics? Is he within? In we can taunt him. Shouting, shouting just, could he hear me? <laughs> he can. He could not. If I got a speaking trumpet <laughs> no. and walked to the top of the tower, no, <laughs> drat! My one strategy. Uh, no, I believe I do not have any illusion Well, in magic. the meantime, let's count the money <laughs> One Two, two. <laughs> Coin sound effects Can you imagine if that's how we end it? We just stay there for a week and he goes away 3,645 3,646 oh. No, Tozer, you've dropped one. Oh dear <laughs> One, one two, two Three, three. So you can head out or you can wait longer there and see if he moves in, but you heighten the chance of enemy reinforcements reaching you. I do feel a little bit like if, we, if we're going to end this fight, we mm. might as well end it now. Fine, let's just go. Let's just get this over with. We can all die in the same place if we'll make you happy. <laughs> Come back and cut the money later. Okay, bear for us walking out the door. Okay. Very well. So the three of you head back out into the streets that you only feel like just recently came back off of. And a lot of the the fires seem to have gone out now as more and more snow has come. And the bodies in the street are covered in a cake of snow. Their blood has refrozen. And you Mm, walk out into these streets. It's not that much worse than normal. As you move further away from the town hall, the sounds of battle happening on the east side of the city drains away and a uncomfortable level of quiet overtakes the streets. There are no screams anymore. There is no sounds of fighting. The battle has well and truly moved past here. There is the occasional crack of fire, but most of that is just ashes now. You make your way through the street that you first met each other on as you head out towards the great break in the Western Wall. You move closer and closer. You come into what isn't meant to be, but is now a bit of a clearing as carts have been moved out of the way, buildings have been practically leveled into a a clearing that was the westernest side of the city. And at the farther side, only a few metres away from the crack in the wall, you see him. He's sitting on a a pile of of they kind of look like presents, but you have a feeling like they're just concrete slabs. They're like painted to look like presents to give it some type of <laughs> festive look. But no, it's just a concrete throne. So he's just sitting there, just like legs crossed, and he's smoking a cigar, and he's kind of looking out. And so the man you see before you, he's extremely big. He is taller than you. 
Oh my. And he is broad chested. His arms are as thick as tree trunks as he sits on his concrete throne looking out. His beard is like a forest. It is so thick, like Toza could get lost in it with how tiny Toza is. He is a very big and very strong man. And he looks at you walking up and says, Oh, this is all. Mm. Yes, you have your hand up. Uh, yes, greetings, Mr. Mr. Claus. Um, <clears throat> Call me Nicholas. Uh, very well, Mr. Claus. Uh... You see... He kind of looks at you and blinks a little and just shrugs it off. I step forward. Uh, my name is Sir Montgomery and I've been sent here by the people of this town to kill you. However, it is my duty as an Englishman and a patriot to offer you a chance of surrender, to leave these people in peace and, and go about your day and, and we'll, we'll, have, we'll, we'll say no more of it. What? Ha <laughs> ah. ha. Hmm. He looks at Toza. <clears throat> Tozer is standing behind Bear. <laughs> they sent a very small one as well as an idiot. He's staying behind Bear. Bear kind of like puts his hands on his hips like, I resent being called an idiot. Yes, I resent you calling him an idiot as well. As I was talking to the tall one. Like, oh, Bear's like, oh, okay, that's okay. Then. That's dare fine. That's, you that's right. insult my intelligence? I take another step forward. I'm furious at this man. How, how dare this man? I, I gave him a choice and he's <laughs> thrown his way. <laughs> he, um, he, he gets up doing his little chortle. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. He kind of like flexes his back a little bit and he picks up a massive red sack and kind of slings it over his back like, I'm terribly sorry about you all being sent out here, but you must understand, Bernard has done a terrible thing. They should never have done this to me. They should, uh, they should know better. This is what they deserve. And he kind of holds his hand out, and in that moment, the, the sound of the distant battle just grows stronger. And it sounds very much like the humans are losing. Oh, dear. And he just kind of listens to the sound, almost like it's music. It says, Bernard's silent night. So close at hand. I only wanted a small, well, a small portion to be massacred, but this works too. I need people to believe in me, but only a few. He kind of slings the, the sack higher on his back. I have no quarrel with you, but take one more step forward and I will. Uh, quick question: mm -hmm. Is anything he is he wearing any kind of armor, any kind of metal? His boots, belt buckles, anything that I, I could see that are metal. Okay, so visual description: He's of course a big man. He's wearing all uh, red, but he's wearing uh, big black leather boots with no metal to to be discerned. Uh, but the, you don't know what the the caps are made out of. They look very firm. You don't know. You'd have to take, to take a guess at that. So not even the belt buckle. He does have a belt buckle, but is overlapped with a shirt and the pants. But there is the belt buckle there and it's very large and it looks bronze. So if it works okay. for bronze, then it would work. And he does have his metal studded buttons as well. But you, you kind curious. of get a bit of a vibe that... 
that might not do much. But any plans you have are, of mm. course, welcome. So he kind of uh, takes a step forward and says, and he gestures at the giant crack behind him and says, you are free to go. <laughs> I turn to my fellow party members. There's like, oh, group. we're getting a group huddle. I, I think it's time for, excuse me, Mr. Nicholas Clausey. I, <laughs> I just excuse me for one moment while we discuss our, etc. Mm. And I turn around to my party members. All right, team. You know, we could just leave. Well, yes. Um, there is the fact that he did say take a step forwards and he will have a problem with us and now he's gesturing for us to walk past him well, to leave. we could leave it another way. That is, that is true. We, we could, could leave, could leave we a could different leave way. Another we could way. Take a step away from him, you see. It's possible, yes. But there's also the thing is, aren't you guys all about status? Like, it's okay. I could, I've, I've left a lot of fights. Like, I've left a lot of my friends to die. But aren't you guys about status? Would that affect status? Naturally, the glory of the Empire and all that, I mean... Doesn't that affect the glory of the Empire to run out of a fight? didn't You know what? You've got a point, you know? (laughs) I say! I finally said something that actually worked for your characters. (laughs) I was like, is he going to do it? Well, well, I don't know. I mean, this man certainly seems like he can do with being taken down a peg or two. What do you think, Toza? Toza, chap. Toza. Uh, Toza is not really listening. I think he's just watching Santa trying to figure out a plan. Well, come on, boy. You do you. I will do me. Listen, we're not going into this fight without you, my man. Child. Okay. Um, Small creature. If I do something, do I get uh, an action before we roll initiative? He's Given, watching you. Yeah, but we haven't started combat right. yet. No, no. <laughs> this, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, as answer <laughs> to this... I'm going to rummage through my pockets, pulling out bits of string, bits of bone, bits of whatever, um, marbles. Nice. And then I pull out um, a a heavy bag of uh, ball bearings, of steel ball bearings. (laughs) And I... hmm, What I'm going to do is I am going to step to the front of the party. Mm -hmm. So stepping forward, (laughs) I'm going to cast heat metal on the ball... on the bag of ball bearings, and I'm going to fling them at Santa's face. Oh, I like he it. He tilts his head slightly to one side. Um, okay, that is a 20, an unnatural 20. Oh. Okay, so it does hit him. Okay. Um, as I fling this little fabric bag into the air and cast the spell with um, hand gestures, the ball bearings inside superheat. Uh, first red, then white hot. They burn through the bag and they cascade down over his head. Um, and so he could make a dexterity saving throw. I mean, this is not how heat metal is generally used. Normally it would be something that they're holding or wearing, but I'm throwing the metal at him to heat. Okay, well, he got a 15. Uh, that does not. That does not make oh, it? Ho, ho. Okay, just. so he... Takes a bit of a step forwards, in fact, and they hit him in the face. How much damage does it do? Well, I've got to roll some things for that. Um, 
He takes 10 damage, fire damage. Ooh. Okay, so the fire, the ball bearings fly out. I'm going to use my movement to get as far back from him as they I can. <laughs> they hit different parts of his face, and some hit his chest, and they drop down, some through his beard, burning and all this type of stuff, and burn down his clothes and land in the snow, and they fizzle. He doesn't move. He kind of looks down at them, looks back up. I suppose I do have a problem now. And he's going to start walking towards you guys. And he's going to uh, roll for initiative! Yeah! Um, okay, so, uh, Tozer, you get to go first. Oh, perfect. All right, so instead of backing the hell up, as I'm backing up, I'm going to swing my backpack off and I'm basically going to hold it above my head and I'm going <laughs> to scream at Santa, you messed with the wrong wizard! And I'm going <laughs> to smash it on the ground. Um, and a cascade of human bones crumbles out onto the ground and I'm going to cast Animate Dead. Whoa. And so... Cool. I'm a necromancer. That didn't come up yet. <laughs> um, so just for a dramatic effect, uh, Tozer is going to levitate a tiny amount <laughs> off the ground. His eyes begin to glow purple um, and like a puppet master pulling strings... He raises his arms in the air, fingers spread, and the skeleton bones rattle, and they connect together, and like a marionette puppet, it's drawn up onto its um, legs, a sword in its hand, and Toza claps his hands. Jeremy, attack! <laughs> Santa chortles a bit as he walks and says, oh, the boy does know how to make toys. <laughs> Very good. Um, he nice. got a nine on his initiative. Initiative? Okay. He goes above. He goes above Santa. <laughs> Take that, Santa. Uh, so Jeremy was? Uh, Jeremy. Nine. Okay. So it is now Bear's turn. Let me have a look at what the hell Bear is doing with his life. I haven't been paying even <laughs> Okay. So uh, Bear is going to, seeing what's going on, is going to spin around and click his thumb and he's going to cast Bonfire right on uh, Santa. And that is going to be, so he's going to roll for hit. And that misses. So he clicks and creates the bonfire behind Santa as an eruption of fire and embers fly through the air, silhouetting Santa against it as he try, as he stamps closer and closer. We all just get a little bit more intimidated. It's a little bit more intimidated. Okay, uh, it is now Jeremy's turn. Okay, um, Jeremy is basically a pretty vanilla fighter. Um, he's going to raise the sword and he's going to step up and um, take a swing at Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a swing at Santa. Jeremy it's, the it's skeleton. It's all he can do. Mm -hmm. This is like a battle um, between the, the holidays, like Halloween versus Christmas. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Copyright. <laughs> la la la. Where's your roll for hit? Okay, so he got a 18 to hit. That hits. And that is a six. He does ten damage. Ten damage? Okay, lots of four. Okay, so another ten damage. He slices at Santa and kind of cuts through the a part of his um, chest, and you see a bit of blood is drawn, and Santa kind of looks down at Jeremy. He's like, hmm. And his lip kind of twinges a little bit. And it's 18 hit hit um, Jeremy. Jeremy, of course. Okay, so Santa is going to use Santa's sack 
Santa brings the the sack up over his head and smashes it down and there is an eruption as the sand around it just goes boom up and then crashes back down and with the force of the bounce back up the sack comes straight back up and back onto Santa's shoulder. <laughs> uh, Jeremy is a mangled pile of bones <laughs> and Toza pulling at the strings <laughs> basically jigs him up again and there is a uh, skeleton still standing uh, but sort of swaying back and forth <laughs> um, he's lost his lower jaw and most of his fingers so Santa's lip once again twitches a little bit as he looks down and it is now Montgomery's turn ah yes that is me Sir Montgomery I'm uh, just wondering do I, am I, do I want to do that just yet no I don't think so right okay <clears throat> Sir Montgomery is going to take his, uh, what was that? The black thorn is going to take that and attack Santa with that. <laughs> take that, Santa. Take that, Santa. Take that, Santa. You'll have to remind me how that works exactly. So it's everything your one currently, your um, short stick currently has, plus one for everything. And okay. then if you hold it as an extra attack the next turn, it does double damage. Okay, lovely. Well, yes, I'm going to act. Oh, mm. so it's a plus one to whatever damage you do. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's a nine to hit. Misses. Never mind. And with my second attack, because I also have my rapier, I'm going to do the same thing, which is a 17 to hit. That hits. Oh, thank goodness. Do I do eight damage to the blighter? Do eight damage to the blighter. Go back to your winter wonderland so, of hellscape, etc., etc. So, hold on. You swing at him with a very bedazzled, uh, jeweled walking stick, basically. Miss, and then you do, like, a little swivel thing with the rapier and jab at him, and it stabs into, like, his kneecap area. And he's just like, hmm. Go back to Germany, you frost-covered gift wielding fiend you mm. jab jab <laughs> <laughs> okay cool okay um so now it is top of the go with toza okay um i'm gonna try and help out the party generally um so while still maintaining the animate dead spell he is going to cast blindness so again another um series of hand gestures in the air um and Santa is going to have to make a constitution saving throw. And if he fails, uh, he is blind for the next minute, which is about the next 100 rounds of combat. Okay, so well, he would make every yeah. attack with disadvantage. If he got a 14 plus one, so 15. That beats it. By, so by one. He, oh, sees, he was, sees it coming and... This flash of white light. blinks. <laughs> no, actually, it hits him and he blinks it off. Okay. And he... Grimaces a little bit and is like, oh, fun times, fun, fun. Bear, a little bit frizzled from missing with his favorite attack, Cast Bonfire, he's going to cast Eldritch Blast. Uh, and he uh, misses with a nine. And so a beam of crackling energy streaks from his fingers and shoots off to the right and strikes the concrete throne, uh, throne that Santa was sitting on. And Bear just kind of drops his arms by his side. It's like, if I can't hit something as big as that... Pathetic underling. Try harder. <laughs> it's now Jeremy's go. So Jeremy's there rattling in his boots. <laughs> yeah. Santa. This is probably going to be Jeremy's last boots. attack. All right. Let's um, go, Jeremy. It's... All right, Jeremy again. 
steps forward with the sword. He's going to take another mm-hmm. swing at Sander. 19 to hit. That does hit. Uh, six damage. Okay, so he takes a further uh, six damage. So Jeremy once again slices to the side and um, catches Santa on like the hip a little bit. And Santa is looking quite done with this pesky little thing. Uh, and so he is going to... He extends a kick, but as Santa goes to kick, uh, Toza lets the, the marionette strings oh, yes. fall. Oh, he flops okay. to the ground, the kick misses, and he's back up again. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> okay, um... Now, Santa is going to do something extra with this. So, Santa is getting a little frustrated with this. He is going to send out Howling Carol. So, he (laughs) breathes in and just lets out this massive tirade of every Christmas carol you could ever possibly (laughs) imagine. And so... Everyone in his line of sight, in like directly in front of him, which is all of you in this one, you did not divide up at all and go in any direction. You need to roll a a constitution check of 13 or higher. Uh, Beg or five? 10. 10? 12. 12? None of you do it. Does Jeremy have to roll? Um, Oh, yeah, he would actually. I guess so. He does for this. He doesn't have ears. Uh, and that one <laughs> okay so they were caught in it so you are all sent flying back 40 feet oh my and you basically now for the next go will have to your next go you'll roll of disadvantage on everything so we're disorientated you are disorientated okay. blurry visioned and you are sprawled in the ground okay and once again Santa is chortling top <laughs> uh, of the round Oh, wait, no, Montgomery. No, so, I'm d- not so quite. I thought you were top of the rat. I'm bottom Technically, of the as the last, you could also be top I of could, the rat. I could be. I could be. Depends right. how you want to take it. Um, let me see. No. No, I don't know. Oh, wait. No, it does. Okay, never mind. Um, I'm just going to move up, I think. And then can I hold that item to charge it as a bonus action? Yes, you may. Right. So I'm going to move up towards Santa and then hold that as a bonus action. That's all I'm going to do for this round. Okay, it is Toza's go. I'm going to leave Jeremy where he is for the moment, which is basically is a pile of bones again. You have um, your little wave. It's oh. <laughs> sort of like a little thing. Um, but I'm going to cast uh, Fireball as I run for cover. <laughs> there is no cover. You're in a... Just I'm just going to run. Field. <laughs> I'm going to run. I'm just going to like run in zigzags, trying to be a less of a target, and I'm going to cast... Firebomb, which is, I guess, a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, nine and 14. So it would be nine plus dexterity. Blasts off to the side of him and strikes the, the great wall. He kind of watches you, keeping his eye ex- to know exactly where you are going to hide or where you're going to crawl <laughs> away to uh, before drawing his attention to others. Bear is going to kind of roll out of his prone position in the snow and as he gets up Nara is going to jump out of his backpack very grumpy about being landed on and she's going to cast Sacred Flame on Santa Uh, so she casts Sacred Flame and Santa fails to move out of the way and takes 1d8 of damage damage so a a blast of radiance descends from the sky and crashes down on santa and gives off a loud cracking blast and he shivers a little bit in the oncoming power of it and uh is left smoking a little as it dissipates 
Okay, uh, and Bear is going to pull out his quarterstaff and is going to run up to support uh, Montgomery. Uh, lovely. So uh, there is a pause in combat. Santa seems to be a little bit more frazzled than it first appeared. He sways a little bit. The smoke coming off him turns out not to have been smoke, but steam. (laughs) As he seems to grow angry and angrier. Oh no. And angrier. The steam seems to grow and almost like the snow around him melts. But at the same time, the snow around you seems to grow into a blizzard. Getting faster, the wind whipping at you and the snow cutting at your face. He throws the sack of presents aside, casting it off. And he flexes. (laughs) And his shirt, like, explodes off of him. (laughs) Revealing very defined muscles, but he's oddly also very shiny. (laughs) So we're fighting sexy Santa now. Yeah. He uh, readjusts the cigar in his mouth and sucks in deeply, filling his lungs. Sucks he takes in his out. But sucks in his gut. <laughs> yeah. he, his gut's gone. Yeah. It's just like it's like a twelve pack. <laughs> he takes out the cigar that's now all the way to the base, and he chucks it aside, and he blows out, and a tirade of smoke sweeps the area completely fogging everything up. You are swallowed whole by it. It surrounds you and consumes everything. You cannot see a thing. You are temporarily blinded. Then you hear the sound. Thump. 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 As he closes the distance between Montgomery and Bear. And then you see it. His eyes glowing through the smoke. A most awful Christmassy red, glowing through almost like the hour, the eye of Sauron, seeing you through the red, through the through the smoke. The glowing increases so much. The blizzard clears the smoke away, revealing him more, and he bends down and jumps. He hangs in the sky for a moment and then crashes down. A shock wave goes out, sending everyone flying back. Uh, You'll take a 1d4 of damage as you crash into the snow, banging into bits of rubble. So Bear will take one. Uh, Montgomery takes one as well. Toza takes two. Okay. Uh, And also Jeremy will take this damage as well. (laughs) Whatever's left of the bones. Oh, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy's dead then. (laughs) Okay, so Jeremy's bones kind of disintegrate. Um, He fought valiantly. You look up from the snow, seeing Santa scarily not too far away despite the shockwave. He seems to have grown in size and the world seems to have shrunk around him. And he pulls from his back pocket a pair of knuckle dusters (laughs) and puts them on his fingers. Roll initiative once again. Oh, We're resetting the round. Phase two. Roll, bear roll, same thing. Uh, Seven. Twelve. Uh, so what Santa is going to do is he's going to uh, reach behind him and grab his sack and he's going to pull a, a present from it. Similar to the one you saw the elf oh, told you before. No. Smoking already and he is going to chuck it towards Toza. So you have to uh, beat a 12 dexterity throw. 
um, or take 3d4 of damage. Um, okay, that's a five, so that doesn't really matter what I add to that. Okay, so uh, the it's similar to that scene in Naruto The Last where Naruto punches the villain, there's a pause, and then like the ground around shock waves out <laughs> and then he goes flying. And so the present connects with like the head of this kid and explodes and there's a pause he goes skimming through the snow for a few feet coming to a stop and (laughs) (laughs) okay so now it is Montgomery's turn oh wait no it is Toza's turn oh never mind this will be the best this will be the coolest thing Toza's ever done then he stands up (laughs) Toza is lying on his back in the snow um, covered in soot and his hair is singed and he's looking up at the night sky and he tries not to remember anything because <laughs> he's tired and he really wants to go home. Uh, so he stands up and he does the only thing that really comes into his head with his last level two uh, spell slot. He's going to cast heat metal on Santa's knuckle dusters. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So... Santa can't really do anything about that. No. Um, and Santa is going to take uh, 2d8 fire damage. Roll that for me. And he will, on uh, on his turn, he will have to make a constitution saving throw to drop them, to get them off. If he fails, they continue to burn uh, until my next turn when I can renew the spell without using a slot. Mm-hmm. And then it would be up to him again. So he's going to take... Um, eight total. Right. So basically they glow white hot and burn his hands. So the steam from his hands now increases and he seems to clench his fists tighter as he goes for Montgomery, bringing the fist back. Uh, yes. So he is going to punch Montgomery. Oh dear. Uh, that is a seven plus four. That's eleven, which my AC is eleven. So he so he doesn't. He brings it down just to the right of you and sends the the snow around you flying off and sizzling. And with his bonus action, he's going to it's attempt to so throw narrow, off the uh, the knuckle dusters. Well, let me find you got thirteen plus one, so fourteen. Ooh, now that is the interesting bit. He has to beat my so spell is it fourteen DC. My spell DC is 14. Ooh. So he doesn't. I'm pretty sure that means... So he kind of clenches his hands, but the knuckle dusters burn through his fingers. They fall to the ground with his fingers as well. And he kind of... He still has his thumbs. And he kind of <laughs> looks at them. It's like... Huh... And he kind of st- tries to make a fist, and it kind of works. But I was like, hmm. I took your fingers, fat man! <laughs> Fear uh, me! was <laughs> uh, just standing in the snow, shivering with a nosebleed, like blood running down his face. He goes, Fear me, fat man! I took your fingers! So while this is all going on, Bear is going to... Um, once again, use Eldritch Blast and point it directly at Santa, who is now super close to him. And that's a natural 20. 
So Santa takes a D10 of damage. And Santa takes six damage right in the chest. It hits him and the electricity like bubbles out and flashes. And there's a burn left in like the shape of almost like a spider web on Santa's chest as he takes the six damage. Okay, uh, so now it is Montgomery. Oh, brilliant. Right. Um, oh, see, I, Montgomery has two choices here. How, how close am I? Am I within striking distance from Santa, or am I further away now that he's pushed You me? are in striking distance. Okay. He's moved up to you guys. Yes, right. Lovely. Yes. No, I'm going to attack him with my Blackthorn weapon. All right, go. Oh, yeah, it's been powering up. That's a... Dex is 18. Oh, to hit? That's 18 to yep, hit. Yep, that hits. I'm okay. just saying that's a lot of damage otherwise. Yes. Now, um, so that means it's a D8, which is a 7. So 14. So 14 plus I'm going to cast Divine Smite, which I did before. When you hit a melee weapon attack, you can expend one spell slot to deal 2D8 extra radiant damage. Jeez. So 14 plus 7, which is 21, plus 5. Okay, so you bring this up and it shines bright and in that moment you can tell this is an evil, evil weapon. Oh dear. As the night around you seems to grow so much darker and the <laughs> Eldritch Blast comes down and mixes with the darkness and it's almost like the dark saber in Star Wars, how he's both light and black at the same time evil and good at the same time and you bring it down and completely sever off Santa's right arm complete with the power of the force alone sent down and the blade the the head of the weapon hits the ground and sends the snow flying in all directions creating almost a blizzard of its own in its power goodness me so I did 25 damage is that right yep he's still not dead hmm Oh, nice. You just took off an arm. <laughs> so, you know. Lovely. Um, Montgomery's a little bit shaken because he's he's not a fan of using dark magic. So he's just going to kind of stand there. Ah. Santa is uh. going to, to look up and look you dead in the eye. Oh, dear. Um, okay, so it is... Oh, you poor boy. Santa's go. <laughs> <laughs> So, now that he doesn't have an arm, he, I'm going to say he can't flex anymore, which is a shame, because um, it was cool, but mm, he is going to... You're standing there. He's going to headbutt you. Uh, okay, so he uh, does nine damage. Okay, well, that's not too bad. Okay, so he headbutts you. He uh, headbutts you right in the face and cracks you back and you stumble back in the snow and he is going to laugh. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, and so you all must roll a constitution for me. I got 12. 12? Um, 13 for bear. Nine. Nine? Okay, so your bear, you feel a shiver of darkness pass through you and you have a feeling that if any of you had succumbed to that, you would have been like quite unable to do very well in your next few goes. You would have been a down and out for a minute oh, out yeah. of fear. Oh, so yeah. now uh, Sancho is going to try and clamber to his feet with his uh, remaining ability, but it is now 
Tozers go. So many options. So few spell slots left. Okay, so still uh, bloody and semi-covered in snow and singed. Um, <laughs> Tozer is going to start marching up to Santa. As Tozer is getting up, you see coming from the town three soldiers. Oh, God damn it. Hey, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we did good out of there. We lost, we lost a lot of people, man. <laughs> Ain't good. But hey, we did it. We're doing pretty good, man. And they see Santa's there and they turn on their heels and head back and they see a very mangled Santa as well. And it's like, oh, I don't want to be around for this. Um, all right, so Tozer is going to march up to Santa. Who is breathing very heavily and trying to get to his feet. I feel like that's going to take him ages, though. He's, he's going to stay like 60 feet away. Yeah. He's, gonna, he's not going to stand too close. He's going he's gonna to stay out of swinging range uh, and he's going to cast Inflict Wounds. All right. Does 17 hit? It's 17 does hit. Okay. Um, that means that he's going to take 3d10. Uh, seven. Yep. Two. Seven. Okay. Sixteen. What, what do you say? Uh, Toza tries to make eye contact with Santa, but finds himself focusing on um, a cut just above Santa's cheek instead of the eyes because it's too scary. <laughs> and he says, I never believed in fairy tales anyway. Santa opens his mouth, but in that moment, cuts just spring out across his body like a wave from the chest out across the face, cutting off an ear, a part of a lip, the tip of his nose, slicing all the way along him. If he had fingers, they'd be gone. (laughs) Up his arms, down his legs, and just blood gushes from every part of him, from his throat, from his mouth, from his eyes, what left of his eyes, from the splintered cuts. And he just crumples and falls to the ground. Good show, lad. Good show. Well done. Don't condescend to me. Very well. The I take a step back. I'm a little bit scared now. <laughs> the air seems to grow still. The snow around you grows thinner before stopping entirely. A warmth seems to emit from the defeated being before you. His face seems to grow older and more wrinkled as the air around you warms and warms. Tufts of air of hair fall to the side as his clothes wither and break down. Before long, there is little left of the old man. Just his hat appears to have remained untouched. The warmth runs through the whole town. As the remaining citizens and soldiers feel the welcoming warmth, the sun breaks above the horizon, bathing the area in a bright orange glow. Christmas morning has come as the snow begins to thaw. You look around you as a crowd begins to gather of elves, big and small. They look at their fallen master and stare at you. You know, I think it looked better when it was under snow, really. I mean, had sort of a Christmassy charm, but now it's just sort of a drab village. I mean, ah, I don't know. Ah. Um, Toza finds the box um, that he has been carrying around on his back and sweeps what's left of um, Jeremy into the box <laughs> and then stands on it and he addresses everyone in hearing distance and says... 
I am your lord and ruler now. And I say we head south. They slowly troop out of the town. Heads downcast. <laughs> they leave through the great hole they created, disappearing into the trees beyond, some dropping their weapons as they go. Thought that would have more of an effect. Behind you lays the town you miraculously saved. Buildings destroyed, roofs burning, bodies in the street. The slowly thawing ice joins the blood-stained slurry that is found on nearly every street. But as the sun dawns, you see heads appear from the entrances to the sewers. People seem to rejoin the streets, and people begin to walk out. You didn't save them all, but you saved some. We pull back from the small town, past the Great Wall and beyond. Soon only the smoke rising from the town is visible from such a great distance. The region is bathed in its first bright morning in decades. We hope you enjoyed our Christmas special here on Dark Tides. Uh, thank you again to Chester Lydon for DMing his very first one-shot with us uh, for you guys to hear. Mm-hmm. Dark Tides is me, Aubrey Lydon, today as Toza Vengraf, Wizard of the Fourth Realm. Uh, BJ Ingate as... Sir Montgomery. The... Yes, sick insect from the British Empire, the loyalty to the Queen, and generally... Yes... Thank you. We wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from us here on Dark Tides. Just a reminder uh, that we will be releasing episodes every two weeks uh, from now. So join us again to catch up with Alistair and Ernest and their adventures. And we will see you next time. Bye. Farewell. Bye-bye.